welcome to a new episode of Gamer Noob. Uh, we're trying out something different this week, um, or I guess this time on Gamer Noob, now that we're not doing it consistently. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Um, but we are going to do a director's cut um, of one of our episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Outlaws Wanted, episode 24. Uh, we thought it was a really strong episode and a really strong uh, game that we were that we ran that night, and so we thought it would be fun to talk about how uh, Cody planned the game and how we messed everything up <laughs> and how it all worked out in the end um excellently it did all work out in the end yeah so it ended up okay uh joining me today we have cody and zach caitlin and of course myself um so let's get started um cody yes okay so I guess the end of episode 23 into 24, we had uh, the Interstellar Council was inducting, I think the correct word is, um, chaos into their ranks. What did you think we were going to be doing while we were in that office? So um, the way I'm trying to do Outlaws Wanted at large and each individual episode is I'm trying to base it on a story circle to make sure that it feels like there's like a narrative conclusion and like, it feels like a total story. And there's basically like, so there's like stages in a story circle, right? Mm -hmm. So specifically for me, I believe there's eight it's go search, find, take, return, change, right? Change is the last one. It's like the return to normal after, um, finding all of the information and like the kind of the big moment happens. There's like a big turning point moment. And now it's you guys going back to normal after that. Um, so in the case of this story where we picked up on this last episode in, in that, in that sequence of stages, right. Return was try to explode, try to expose the truth about the council being influenced by chaos. Um, so that had already happened. You guys had already gone and tried to expose the truth by giving that information to the speaker of the, um, by the speak, by like the head, the head person in the interstellar council. Yeah. And the change is, um, so this is like after, after you guys have already basically gone through the story, the change is returned, like getting back to normal with some change. Right. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what I had written down, this was all of my notes for the last section. And I feel like you're going to get mad at me <laughs> once you find out what I have written down is change dash return with the keepers and exile. They are all attacked right away. Once the vote is done. Uh, so are many keepers by not just agents of chaos, but by council guard, Navy and other advocates as well. Advocates was um, what I originally called the keepers. So that's a typo in my notes. <laughs> so really polished stuff you have written down. Got it. F fly off planet. The other keepers will be targeted. Rex and Grizzle in the fray. That's what I had written down. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the extent. There was nothing else. Because, like, and what I mean, what I had written above it for return, like, when you guys are going back 
after discovering that there was that like communication hub Mm-hmm. For chaos, what I had written down is try to expose the truth about the council being influenced by chaos. Decentralized. No one big scary figurehead. The council will... I didn't finish that sentence. And then I had a note about how the council chambers auto-translate and it'll change how you hear things and I didn't even end up putting that in the story. <laughs> the last few stages of my story are always the most underwritten because i just at that point i'm like there's zero chance that what i have planned will happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you guys will have done something it'll have changed circumstances will have changed so i'm just like "Eh, i just don't write the end (laughs) i like have a there's like a big detail the keepers are going to be exiled that's it that's really all i know so then what my plan was at some point that vote happens um it becomes apparent that the interstellar council are going to become a large antagonist in this story and you guys just have to escape and try to save as many keepers in the process Mm -hmm. in my mind that was going to only be a space battle um so what i thought was going to happen was you would run back to your ship you would fly off into space while other keepers were doing the same thing. Like there's like a mass rushed exodus as all of these keepers realize that the interstellar council has been overthrown. They're all going to try to fly away. And then it'll be up to you guys in a space battle to like try to save as many other ships as possible. Right. Right. And you guys didn't even make it to your ship. So like, Everything was different, <laughs> like the whole thing, like, and I knew that Grizzle, w- Grizzle was going to be there as like a agent of chaos, right? Yeah, that's it. That was all I had. Everything, the whole rest of the episode was just making it up based on what all of you were suggesting would be cool ideas in the moment. Yeah, which worked out really well, really, because you guys like gave really good suggestions. Mm-hmm. And we all felt like we had a lot of agency, like the choices that we were making mattered in the moment, even though like you were kind of having to lay the track as we were going. <laughs> um, for us, it felt really good because like the stuff that you had in the game, you were able to adapt to the things that we were throwing out there. Right. And so like I knew, I knew like motivations of like, actors within the world right so the um what was called the guard count or the council guard and the council navy i knew what they were going to be trying to do while you guys were trying to leave and specifically with like grizzle and his ship i knew that he was targeting all of you Mm -hmm. and so it worked out really well so kind of like the order of like you guys ran out of the the council chambers. The council chambers. Sorry, I can remember no, you're titles fine. of things. You guys ran out of the council chambers and were attacked. And by the time you made it to like the train to try to make it back to your ship, you guys felt tense enough that you thought you might not make it back. And that's good because it makes you start thinking outside of the box. But then you guys kept calling Grizzle. And I'm like, well, that's just like telling him where you are. <laughs> And he was just, just waiting. Pinging, yeah. yeah, he was just waiting by your ship to attack you. And you're just like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So he like was going to come try to chase you down. And then Vinny's suggestion ended up being great to give 
a keeper, a spare ship like your ship, because like I said, the whole point of this at the end was trying to save the keepers who were like exiled at this point. And so you guys like gave up your ship to achieve that end because like you had just kind of come to the conclusion that was a good goal to have. So I'm like, great, we're all on the same page um, because you were going to have to do that anyway. So you got a lot of like <laughs> bonus points to saving keepers by like giving them a ship and letting them defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So if if we had gone back to our ship, um, he wouldn't have, like in your head, he wouldn't have destroyed us by the time we got there would no 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 no. it was gonna be like you got on board your ship and then grizzle was going once you like made your way into space grizzle was gonna be behind you chasing you Mm, okay so Um, you like turn on the ship and then he shows up yeah 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 it would be like that classic star wars thing where you like see a ship fly away and then you see another one tailing it you know and by the time you got into space you'd be in combat with him um but it ended up working out that to me like that scene of you guys seeing that spaceship flying across the city towards you and not knowing whether it was there to help or hurt was really cool so i i liked that kind of uh the set piece of that you know yeah like having an unknown entity coming towards you and then kind of racing a train i thought was really cool I honestly thought we were going to try to jump on Grizzle's ship from the train for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's stuff like that that, like, if you guys had decided to do that, you would have just had to take Grizzle's ship from him. And that would have been really, that would have been fun, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now we're doing a, like, boarding Grizzle's ship action scene. Um, that would have been but the solution, Right? <laughs> well, but I, I really liked the solution of, like, we're going to try to, like, steal a spaceship, you know? And so it was fun that you had a fight where the honor was off in the background helping, but your ship was like this kind of junky one that you were having to try to like limp through on to defend yourselves against Grizzles. So I thought I thought all of that worked out really well. So when we left the we were on the run with the leaving the council, what did you expect us to do next? Um, that did go, like, kind of more as planned. Um, I think the only hook there that you might have missed, which was okay, is not searching the counselor's oh, desk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, no, you would t- talk more about this, because this, this was a, the th- kind of thing where you had actually planned a lot of things, like, mystery-wise, and then we just, like, totally by... Sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, we just like totally bypass them. <laughs> so do you want to talk about that a bit and how you worked that in yeah, later? You found a, you found a lot of it earlier on. So it was okay. You didn't miss that much, but if you had, well, there were kind of like two hooks in the past or one hook in the past that maybe would have also given you this information, which is that, um, you guys went at one point to the like council guard recruiting offices, right? Like the big, I think Mm -hmm. I called it the Imperial Plaza or palace. Yeah. Um, and you got a lot of good information when you went there, but you skipped out on like breaking into someone's office and rifling through papers or a computer, What you could have learned there was specifically who was going to be targeted and why. Um, so that was, who do you mean? Well, like, so you knew at that point, the interstellar council was amassing a massive fleet around their planet and said they were going to discover new planets to add to the interstellar council. And what they were actually going to do is like 
preparing an armada to invade the two the other Galactic most Alliance. powerful right. factions yeah, yeah. that exist, right? The mm-hmm. uh, Galactic Alliance and the Imposition. Yeah. So okay. the that was information that you didn't know until the very end, right? Mm-hmm. That's something yeah. you could have learned ahead of time. The other thing that you guys did chase really hard was the like cult of chaos, which I think is still a little shaky exactly what that is. For you or for us? For your characters. Okay. No, and I also fair. think for you as players a little bit, which is somewhat intentional. Mm-hmm. So there were people that yeah. seemed to worship chaos, mm-hmm. but were not directly infected by it. Those are the armband people, right? Those are the armband people. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of them. And you like found tons of these people. They yeah. attacked you. They attacked Camilla. You learned that they hated keepers. Um if you had searched that office of the like head council person, you would have found those armbands and you would have realized like he was a member. Um, right. And if yeah. you had searched other offices, like if you had broken out really quickly and just like searched the next door office, you would have also found those armbands. And okay. The idea yeah. was that chaos had like, was not infecting in like, they were not literal agents of chaos that had like black slime on them and were directly under like mental control. But that cult, the devotion to chaos had infected almost every part of the interstellar council. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could have exposed that one of them was like secretly in bed with chaos. It wouldn't have mattered. They all were. Um mm-hmm. And then also from that head council person, you could have learned where they were going to invade the plans to like, um, push the keepers aside and then eventually kill most of them. Like that would have all been information you could have learned, but you basically just learned it through the course of the episode anyways. So it was okay. Um, gotcha. So during the episode, like as we were finding out certain things and not finding out others, you were kind of like mentally filing away like, Oh, they need to learn this at some point. Here's another opportunity. Yeah, kind of. I just had like, not exactly. I just had notes on what the realities of the situation were like up front. I had like a lot of stuff you could find out and it just depended on if you talk to the right person at the right time and search the right computer to find out Mm -hmm. that information. Right. Yeah. And you also created NPCs for us like out of nothing, just based on just what you knew about the thing, like the whole, um, when we went into the, to meet the guy named the cult guy named truth yeah truth yeah that um, was that was fully made up what i had written down for that is oh this is going to be another one the chaos <laughs> cult uh so this is find this is like the find section of it council mm-hmm. and navy guard are growing conscription slash expansion plans the cult uh i had needed to come up with a symbol for it the city is built on old ruins and structures of itself. Scientists say that the natural ground of the planet is one mile underneath the base street level. There is a mile of history buried under the city. Oh, and then I, you could find Grizzle's ship. You guys did that really early, kind of out of order, which was fine. Okay. Um, and oh, then you find evidence of the chaos cult. And that, that was what I had written down there. Right. So like we took evidence of the chaos cult and then like wanted to like really pursue that so then you had to like have a building where they were and then make up people well, in there that and was have a the cover. evidence yeah right well, yeah but like so i knew that there was going to be a sub like 
subsidy structure for you guys to go and investigate, right? That that sky that like building that at the very top had an agent of chaos in it and like a communication room. Mm-hmm. That was planned. Everything between like Grizzle's ship and that was not planned. <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> um I knew that the chaos cult would have affected like the more boring residential areas would have been more open about supporting the cult of chaos. Um, and then you guys just asked a lot of questions about it. So I was like, okay, there's a restaurant that has that sign. You can go in and talk to a guy. And I'm like, but if he's like chaos cult guy, he hates keepers, like hates mm-hmm. keepers. And I think you guys failed a role that like tipped him off. Like, cause there was like a role at one point where, he asks, like, you guys asked a certain question and failed the role, and he's like, oh, that reminds me of something a keeper would say, and then tried to kill you guys. Yeah, yeah. So it was that, like, kind of stepping events that led to the creation of that character. Oh, and then also just the other the other keepers that were imprisoned were also kind of made up on the fly to be, like, mm, like a goal for... for yeah, yeah, stakes and a goal for Camilla, who was just kind of along mm-hmm. for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Would you, going, like, a little bit off what we were just talking about, would you say that it helps for you when you, like, do all of your improv, like, knowing, like, our characters pretty well at this point? Kind of. I would say it's more that what makes it really easy to do improvisational stuff is when you guys come up with really good ideas. <laughs> so, um, knowing your characters can help, but what really helps is when your characters are, like, active participants in the world um so i have an idea of how this is gonna go you're gonna go back to your like at the end right there's gonna be a little scuffle on the train you're gonna go back to your ship you're gonna fly off into space and have a space battle instead there's a little scuffle on the train you guys are terrified you like throw (laughs) a bomb as a distraction to steal another train to go steal a ship you give your ship to the keepers you steal one you get attacked by it's like way better because you guys suggested much better things than the very basic structure i had laid out so you guys being characters helps a lot because it lets me go oh okay sure like you wrote a better story than me, so yes, that happens now. <laughs> it's easy to say yes to. A yeah, good idea. yeah, yeah. If I'm like, this was because that was the thing when, when Vinny was like talking about, oh, should I steal the ship? And he was like, well, or should I give away the ship? And he's like, you know, I don't want to do this if this is going to screw you guys over. But I feel like it's something my character would do, and I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is Ugh. so much better than what I had written down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cody just frantically scribbling out, like rewriting his notes. I had this the whole time. You, you were definitely supposed to give up your ship. Yeah, that was that was that was all me. Yeah, so it's like letting go of the. This is how. Yeah, it's why I don't the, write the end. We've of my been games. talking in these terms. Yeah, like we've been talking in these terms of like this is how it should have gone, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's letting go of that idea of the mission having a should have to it well and versus it's it's a difference having stuff that is of like i knew the end point of this story right there was a conclusion that was going to happen you guys could not stop the interstellar council invading the rest of space Mm -hmm. you could have not done as good of a job saving keepers and that would have had a consequence like less keepers around or maybe only camilla surviving um Camilla was very mortal through the whole thing. She could have been killed if you guys hadn't, like, 
intervened and protected her. Well, I'm glad we did because um, I like her a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's a good NPC. So it's like all those things like that were potentials for failure. And you guys just happen to do a really good job and narratively make cool decisions. So it worked out. So it's like for me, it's knowing what stuff is fixed, what stuff is flexible and letting you guys get there in whatever way you see fit. Mm-hmm. So like I know where the end is going to be. But the path there is like, eh, however you guys want to get there, you know? I was going to say, like, being really selective about what counts as a fixed point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being really willing to be flexible on the middle stuff. Well, even on the end stuff is good as well. Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, because that's what I have. Like, we're currently doing Naptown right now, and I know where the end stuff is going to happen. I have planned zero of it because I'm like... Setting you guys loose in a large area doesn't matter what I plan. Right. You know, it's kind of like the last arc with that where, like, you guys fought the Rift of Dr. Frankenstein. I'm like, I didn't plan any of, like, that part, like, other than giving him a few tags for if you fought him. Yeah, you just have prep about the it's character like, itself. and then, Right, and I'm like, yeah. mm, he's in a secret lab. You decide what that looks like. Can I sneak around? Yes, you can. Mm. Yeah, I think I think one thing, too, that we've started doing that um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, boys who are running the games. <laughs> um, but I think something that has been helpful is the little bit of metagaming, which is prior to us playing, we have ideas for where to go. Next. Oh, yeah, that's like essential. And that was for me, that was very much a city of mist holdover um, mm. because like. And this isn't like throwing shade on one system or like one of our our campaigns versus another, but like generally Voyage of Vagabonds was pretty straightforward because we weren't trying to solve a mystery usually. Like maybe there was like some unknown, but a lot of times it was like, go in the dungeon, clear the dungeon. This is Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You it requires a different kind of planning. But for me, when I was doing City of Mist, you'd be like, we're starting up. Does anyone have any idea where they're going? And everyone's just like, <laughs> I forgot. And no. And I'm like, okay, we're going to stop recording and talk for a little bit. And then we'll like, anytime there's a mystery, I feel like that, like take inventory before we record. What's everyone's plan? How does everyone feel is essential. And I think we sometimes do that at the end of an episode too, where we'll yeah. say, okay, where is everybody going next? So that the GM can kind of, like flesh out a location if we're gonna go to a location so it's not just a blank box like the va (laughs) yeah yeah so let me tell you what was not planned the va the that this is gonna get to naptown which i think will have probably aired by the time this goes live the 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 arc will be up by the time this is up so if you want to know what we're talking about go listen to uh it should be i think uh somewhere in like the nine through 12 yeah i think it's Naptown. naptown episode nine um we ended an episode and then zach was like okay where is everybody going like the next morning essentially um so that he can plan locations and people to show up when to like disperse the information that he already knows is in the world like ready to find and it's a smart way to go with that you know because there is like risk in making up as much as i do on the fly um it is not (laughs) a perfect system at all because like accidental self-contradictions can happen or just like 
boring or samey interactions can happen, which like I feel like I've gotten better at with practice. Um, Mm -hmm. And also knowing what things I need to know in advance is helpful. You know, like I have a list of information that can be learned. You know, it's yes, this is this is all of the secrets. As long as I don't deviate from this list, it doesn't matter where I give you different pieces, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't. I don't know what system this was in. It might have been City of Mist, but I remember starting to use it in when I was running Star Wars, actually, is like having like if you have like a piece of information that the team needs to find out, you have to like seed it in like three locations. Yeah, there's three, three ways to get one piece of information because of the uncertainty of roles and stuff. Right, right. Um, so I think that's a big part of that, too. I think, like, I've never been that explicit with it, but it's, like, the idea I do. Like, it's yeah, rare yeah. that you can only find this piece of information one place, or it's not a critical piece <sighs> of information. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, What's that hidden lever? Yeah. There no hidden levers. <laughs> right. 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 Um, I think I've also said, like, never have you roll dice that I don't want you to fail. You know, <laughs> like, yes, if I don't want yeah. you to fail this, I'm not going to make you roll for it because I would rather or, you know, it's like fail forward. You have the lose condition still gives you something or pushes you towards the next goal. Yeah. Like you find out uh, part A, but there's like, I don't know, extraneous details of part B that you yeah. may not get. Yeah. So I think um, for people who are GMing who really like having something in front of them to plan who maybe are less confident with improv just because they haven't had enough practice, not because they can't get there. Um, What would you suggest to people who have like a different GMing style from you that would still help them be flexible on the fly? I think still like, I still really like the story circle thing that I'm doing where I'm like, I have narrative stages of the story that ideally make it feel more fulfilling by the time you get to the end and less wandery. Okay. I think that's really good to give you like a structure that you can almost like fill in the blanks of the details of. Mm -hmm. I also did like a lot of bubble maps when I was doing city of mist. Like you go to this location, it can lead you these places. You go to those locations, it can lead you these places. These people are there. These details are there. So then each like scene has a bubble of who you can talk to, what you can learn and where it can lead. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I mapped out the flow of a mystery in City of Mist. So for me, those two things are like visually what I do to plan. And for me, like if you want to take baby steps on getting better at improvising, like just give yourself less information. Like you can flesh out as like as much as you need, but like for characters and stuff, just say they know these two things. Their personality is X. You like give them a a trait or two, and that way you can start easing yourself into improving instead of being like writing out a script of what this guy will say. You know, like I don't think I've ever written out what a character will exactly say. Like the most that I do that is like the intros and outros for City of Mist, where I write those. I'll sometimes of time. have monologues written out that are tripped, but usually what it is, yes, yeah, I have like a personality and I know what they know, and then I'm just talking to you guys, whatever you ask, however you ask it, and then. That gets wishy-washy with um, when I decide to make you roll versus when I don't. Um, Because, like... That is the one hard part. Yeah, because it's like, I want the conversation to... 
it's a tricky thing. Like it's like making a charisma roll. That means that you, the player, your skill of being charismatic means nothing because you still have to make the dice roll. Yeah. Which is um, super frustrating to me personally. Well, that's why I... <laughs> well, and I try to like, if you guys do a really good job of like presenting it in a light that I can't argue with, frequently I'll either give benefits to a roll or you just get it without rolling. Like I have done that where like, Oh, uh-huh. you just talk the conversation right mm-hmm. and I give you information, you know, and it like it does happen. But then there's other times where it's like directly like I am either lying or trying to coerce information or trying to sweet talk information. Where I'm like, uh, OK, let's leave that up to the dice, you mm-hmm. know. Well, that's mm-hmm. why I like rolling beforehand for a lot of charisma checks where it's yeah. like the, the, yeah. the point of RPGs is to role play in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Well, and especially these we play RPGs, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some people disagree. Like, they want combat simulators, Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't want to say that this is the only way you can play RPGs. But for me, it's like... So, like, in City of Mist this time, it's like, okay, like, I'm going to this guy to get information out of him. I'm like, cool. Roll whatever check you're going to do, and then role play how your dice fall. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, I rolled a success. Okay, you're going to get information. How do you do that? Or, oh, you completely botched that. You don't get any information with this guy. How do you, how does your character screw this up? It's not like I made a really good argument that he has that has no flaws and he said no. Right. So then you get to choose you still get a sense of Right, like you still have a choice and it doesn't feel yeah. like I don't feel like I'm being cheated when that happens where it's like okay, I roll the dice, like the dice are part of this game. I make an argument, I make an argument poorly. Yeah, and then you get to have fun with role playing how your character makes the argument poorly. Um, yeah. which is a nice character moment. Which I don't, I haven't right. done that a ton in Outlaws Wanted as Sully, but I do just argue things poorly because his charm is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, and that's where, like, the, to me, the, the tricky part of any of these games is, like, the less game there is, the better, like, the point <laughs> of it is almost live theater. Like, that's the, that's, like, the purest form. It's just at some point, like, it's difficult to fail on purpose as your character because it would be good for the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where, to me, having a system of making decisions is good. But anytime I can let it be more that you are being true to your character and acting in the world, I like that more. But I do I do like having the dice rolls first, and then you role play out the scene that you rolled, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's a really good, like, I, I, rec- I recognize that a lot of games now are being run as... Um, more narrative than they really ever have been before and so like these are definitely tips for if you're trying to run a very story centric game versus you know go through the dungeon do the cool thing and like i said neither is better or worse they're different things they are different things and we are not dungeon crawlers man (laughs) we are so not dungeon crawlers no (laughs) i think I mean, that has its fun. I do at times enjoy the getting loot and finding dragons and stuff, but it's not what Outlaws wanted is for sure. Well, I mean, I I don't think even Voyage of Vagabonds was really that. Not fully, no. Like it had, had it had elements, but it was not. It even the, then, it wasn't. It had the right amount to me, where it's like, oh, there's fun dungeons to go through still, but it was not yeah. a dungeon crawl. Like it, it was not Diablo three, where it's just like <laughs> the goal is to get better loot by killing monsters, so you can kill more monsters to get better loot. You know, like right? Yeah. We are very story centric people. The only, the only one of us that I could see that would enjoy doing that more often than we do is probably Vinny, because he likes the tactical planning of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But even the- yeah, and I mean, there's like the crunchiness of really actually building a character in D and D that can be fun. Yeah. Um, that is a challenge. Let me tell you, in a in a very narratively driven game, leveling is I don't precisely know how to handle. Well. <laughs> City of Mist. Because it's really easy to just be like, great, you have become deities. Like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. Well, we are a little off of our specifically episode 24 director's cut topic, but uh, do we want to <laughs> jump into uh, kind of more broadly talking about the arc? Oh, uh, yeah, we can if there's like specific questions. I mean, yeah. we already did a little bit with like that character Truth, who was like a cultist, was fully made up just so you guys would have someone to talk to. Yeah, I guess if we want to go back like to the very, very beginning of the arc. Ooh, yeah, we certainly can. That has more stuff written down. Yeah, which is, I think, <laughs> I think it is interesting to talk about that last uh, episode 24 episode just because of how much you, how little you planned and how much agency we had. Yeah. Um, But also jumping into a story, uh, there's... Even for someone like you who likes improv, there's even more planning. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Just like juxtaposing what the end looks like and then how much you start with to get to that point. If they just well, the like, means, that kind of thing. I had an opening narration about like the Grizzle and Rex being like pinned down. <laughs> um, you now know on Avis, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and that was Sully's dream, wasn't it? Yes, and that was on a roll plus weird. Um, there was some stuff that was going to happen if you failed that rule, which I don't want to give away because it still might actually happen. Okay. Um, and then, cool. like, so the cool. first I'm not failing any weird part <laughs> of the story circle is you. So, like, the story's meant to focus on who you guys are. And so that is where you guys get promoted and are given, like, the order that you need to figure out how to stop chaos at large because they're becoming a large threat. Um, and also you need to go and grizzle back, right? So that's the go part of this for me was, um, go to Avis. Um, and then I, like what I have written down is getting to the planet is complicated when you drop out of phased anti-space, um, into a world that looks like a neon anthill. Um, so much moving that your eyes are unfocused. The traffic going in and out of a, there's traffic going in and out of a massive space dock around the planet. There are massive Goliath class vessels. And so then what I have is figure out how to get there. This is complicated and dangerous. Learn about the council Navy huge by like any standard Um, seems to be more ships here than they would need for defense. They have new weapons. They are currently being manned. Uh, There was a weird check that means you cannot sense chaos on these ships. So that was me like planning out exactly what you could learn from orbit and what was going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So those were like the hooks that I knew I was going to have at that point is You can see big ships. They are being armed with new weapons. You can see them being manned. And you could do a weird check to find out chaos is not on board these ships. And then I have, like, planned out the possible encounter with being searched. um, And the nature of them having particle magnetism weapons. And then I just have notes on stuff about the Council Guard. Um, And then you could also learn a little bit about the Keepers, both from Sully and just in general. And then I have written out a little note about like meeting Camilla. She's a keeper. Um, and then I have a description of what she looks like. And then I, ha- I actually do have a little bit of a description of her voice. So that was also helpful for me. So it's just like general notes about Camilla and the fact that you're going to meet her. And that was really what I had planned out for the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So no, no, you weren't expecting Mal and Vika to go and. No, that was a hard choice that I had to make on the fly because you wanted to keep investigating them. Yeah. And you did get more information on the council guard because of that. Like, that's where you found out that they hated keepers and that they were like, I don't know if xenophobic is the right word. Maybe just in generally kind of fascist. (laughs) Um, And also, like, you doing that was a fun way to have Camilla introduce herself by just, like, meeting you on top of that ship, like, or on top of the barracks. Like, wait, what are you doing up here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that was a really fun scene and a really tense one for them because they had to choose whether to keep pursuing. I, I want to say it was a mixed success. And it was like, if you keep doing this, you're going to get caught. Yeah. and But you'll get something from it. So then they had to choose. Yeah, we want to get something more from this and then have a like chase and then have Camilla be introduced through that. I thought was really fun. Which then made our introduction to the actual planet a little more difficult. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that ended up working out kind of fun that, like, you had to flee because that was not my plan. I figured you'd be based out of that space dock. Oh. Uh-huh. And you ended up flying away someplace <laughs> else. And I'm like, well, and that, that's how you ended up finding Grizzle's ship so early. Yes. Is that Camilla could tell you where it was or a guess at it. And so you guys just found it super fast. And it kind of expedited certain parts of the plot or just kind of skipped other parts um because like going through the city there was going to be the possibility of since you were with camilla getting jumped by the cultists on the street oh oh because she's a um, keeper which right which just didn't end up happening you kind of did that later of your own accord when you went and tried to find them Mm -hmm. um and then let's see what other stuff was there oh yeah then it was going to be like you know, go into bars that Grizzle might have investigated and try to talk to someone to figure out where he is, and that would have eventually led you to his ship. But instead, you just just kind of flew there, which was like fine. <laughs> you know, it just worked out that way. Um, but I mean, at that point, what I had written down was like clues and events that could happen that I thought would be good ideas, like getting jumped in the street by the cult, going and talking to criminals in a bar going and searching a military base like those are just kind of general notes that i had written down and some information that you could find and then you guys kind of yourselves actually came up with the idea of searching a lot of those places so i was like that works out yeah (laughs) great (laughs) good job everyone way to come up with my plans for me i don't have to do this anymore well because i what i remember about like because the uh, finding Grizzle's ship was, I want to say, like the end of one of the episodes, and I think I, I remember at least me. I think someone else was like, "I don't know where to go from here." Yeah. Um, which is where we just metagamed a little bit and came up with some places. I don't even then... think that's like metagating at a certain point. It's just like keeping the game like going instead of just being like flailing at the darkness for an hour. Yeah, it's just that's a conversation true. that you could either have at the table while people are getting frustrated or beforehand. And then <laughs> if you have it beforehand, you just kind of remove that risk of people getting mad at each other. So I'm like, all right, fine. No well, problem. Always good. Yeah. And the way that we play, we play weekly. So there's a whole week to figure it out instead of, I guess, like a... right what what might end up being a very long span of time in the middle of your game trying to figure out where you're going yeah yeah well and like you kind of hit a point where you didn't know where to go but then you came up with some very good ideas that were like solid plans that worked out for you guys you know i think Mm -hmm. it's always a good idea like if you need to just like take a time out and be like 
me as a player, Caitlin, doesn't know what to do next. And then the GM can get either like give suggestions or just even just give you the space as players to like step back and be like, okay, what are we doing? Because like in this case, we had good ideas. We just didn't we just needed a second to yeah. realize them, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. And, and allowing that space for like inner character role play where you guys in character talk about what you want to do, I also think is a really good idea. Mm, yeah. Encouraging that as a GM. Yeah. Because I mean, like uh, some of the scenes between characters after the arc was just like all of you kind of talking about or I think it was mostly Mandy and um, Mal just kind of talking about what had happened and what could possibly be done to stop it. Um, mm hmm. So I, I liked that as well, that it was um, as characters in the world, they're planning what things might happen and what things they could do to help, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially because cause we're that in charge of chaos me. now. Right. Well, and that helps me plan, as, as Zach said. It's nice to know a direction so I can start writing a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Coming up with stuff from scratch is kind of hard. Well, and that's like the tricky thing for me is that like, what I would like to have happen is just like not a hundred percent feasible, which is like, I want you guys to explore and figure out your own way to try to combat chaos. And that's kind of a big ask. You need a little bit more guidance and I need to be able to plan things. So, but there is that kind of, I need both to be true. Like mm -hmm. at some point, some of how you handle chaos has to come from the party, but I also need, to have enough to give you suggestions and be able to plan. Mm -hmm. Right. Then you want it to feel genuine and like you want it to be a solution that our party, only our party would have come up with, not right, like something right. that everybody would automatically do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Any more notes from your, your storyboard? Cody? I mean, not really. This is like, like I said, I mean, I'm pretty loose with how I plan things. Um, and that, that just works out for me, you know, like all of my notes were maybe five pages long, four or five pages long, and a lot of those were bullet points. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that also included notes on what happened in like the, I don't know what to call it, the bottle episode where you guys are just like talking on the ship, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Sully and Jyle are just making out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess I just have like one last question for you, which you might have already touched on. But uh, what would you say based on your planning and what happened was the most surprising thing in this arc. I think either truth or um, truth being that cultist that you guys talked to. And I, I really liked that conversation. I thought it was really good and like productive as a means of giving you guys information. And again, another one where mostly he just was up front with you and you guys didn't make a lot of dice rolls. The dice roll was there to determine if he tried to kill you afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I remember I talked with you about that conversation afterward. And like to me as a player, it felt really planned out. Like this is a moment where Cody is telling us something important about chaos. And you're just like, oh, he didn't even exist before <laughs> this session. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like not my plan to have you guys talk to him. And honestly, the way that I made him was uh, I watched the show Castlevania <laughs> in the third season, there's like a creepy cultist, and I was just like, copy, paste, <laughs> rename, truth, my, Dunzo. 
my favorite part was like afterwards Caitlin's like so what was like the deep philosophy behind him and like I want to know like what made K- Cody make a religious figure named Truth and like you're like I just made him up on the spot well there was a reason his name was Truth his name was Truth because in their view like the reality it's like the laws of thermodynamics right like things tend towards chaos mm-hmm. so yeah. to in his mind anything that pushes things away from chaos is like a falsity and a mistruth. So he's all about chaos. So he's all about truth. That's the idea. Um, that or the other thing was just Vinny wanting to give away your ship was a really good moment in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up our director's cut. Um, I found this very interesting. I hope you guys did too. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to kind of go back on what we've already done and see what the original plan was. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if you guys like this, check us out on, uh, we've got a bunch of different stuff. Now you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Uh, And of course, hopefully you're listening. If you're listening to this, you're probably listening to our podcast. So, uh we will see you guys in the next gamer noob whenever that is but thank you so much for joining us bye bye Bye. thanks for listening to this episode of gamer noob you can find us at any of our social media in the description outlaws wanted is a homebrewed version of powered by the apocalypse Until next time, Wanderers.